Welcome to Watson Stay Healthy Podcast, your audio guide to holistic well-being. Hi, Kaki Watsons. Do you know that Malaysia has a high prevalence of breast cancer? And today we have invited Dr. Saladina from Pantai Hospital Kuala Lumpur to discuss about this. Hi, Dr. Hi, Cheryl and Ruby. Thank you for having me here. Dr. Saladina, we have some questions for you. Can you share with us what are the prevalence of breast cancer among Malaysians as compared to other countries? Do you have any statistics to share? In Malaysia, the breast cancer prevalence is roughly 1 in 19 women. It is actually relatively low as compared Mm -hmm. to, let's say, the United States when it's only 1 in 8. Even though our prevalence is only 1 in 19 women, our survival rate is very much lower as compared to the United States. Or even when you talk about Southeast Asian region, even though our incidence is lower, but our survival is actually poorer compared to our fellow neighbours. We still have to work harder to achieve in terms of uh, statistics numbers for our patients in Malaysia as compared to other countries. Dr. Dina, what for Malaysian women, what is the percentage for early detections of breast cancer? So breast cancer stage, as you know it, it's, it comes in four. Stage one and two are basically the early breast cancer. Three is locally advanced and stage four is advanced breast cancer. For early breast cancer, stage one and two, in general, I would take about 2016 data in Malaysia, we have about 52% versus stage three and four or 49%. So it's it's extremely high to see patients with stage three and four in the country. We want to see more patients coming in four. stage one and stage two as compared to late stage. Because you know, the survival is very different if they come in stage one versus stage four. So yeah. for the early detections of the breast cancer, uh, it increases the survival rate? Of course. The faster, the earliest the detection, if you present in stage one, your survival in five years is as good as 90-95%. Oh, Compared okay. to if you present in stage four, your survival in five years probably not more than 30%. So what do you think are the factors that contribute to the low percentage of the early stage detection? Basically, people don't come early. Long. Even when they notice the lump, they keep it for a couple of months. Yeah, so Dr. Dina, so what are the most... Uh, major contributions of breast cancer. Breast cancer risk factor are divided, I would say, in, in two large groups between a modifiable uh, risk factor versus risk factor that you cannot modify. So things that we cannot modify is our age. You cannot change your age. Like, eh? You get older every year and the risk of breast cancer goes up as you age. We cannot change our parents. So genetic factors something we risk cannot factor. change. Another thing that we cannot change is when we get our period. Breast cancer is very much influenced by estrogen. Most women will get their first period at the age 12, 13, 14. But should you get menses earlier, uh, less than 11 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, it increases your risk of getting breast cancer. So you should be more aware about coming forward for screening earlier. Most women will go into menopause when you reach 55 and above. So if you are still getting period at 59 or 60 or 58, that's not normal. That increases your risk of breast cancer. These are risk factors that you cannot modify. The one that we can modify is our social habits. Mm. Smoking history, alcohol intake history. Mm. It's very important to stay active to prevent breast cancer. If you put on weight, you don't exercise, you don't control your food, you simply eat. These are all unhealthy lifestyle. Yes. Mm. So these are the things that you can change and modify. Some women, I wouldn't say a lot, some women after their menopause, they don't want to feel the tiredness, the menopausal symptom that comes Mm. with it, bloatedness, belly fat. Mm -hmm. So they would resort to taking hormone supplements. So if you were to take 
take hormone replacement therapy postmenopausal, it would be recommended that you come for regular breast cancer screening. Mm -hmm. Because if you take the hormonal replacement therapy, uh, two years versus five years versus eight years versus 15 years, your risk of getting breast cancer goes up tremendously. The higher the risk of you getting breast cancer later in life. So yeah. may we know okay. what is the importance of uh, early detections of breast cancer? Uh, going back to diagnosis law. So in the moment you detect early, then you can go for the treatment early. Stage 1 survival is certainly is not going to be the same as stage 3 and 4. Mm -hmm. uh, and the faster or the earliest you detect, and of course survival is certainly very good. And your treatment choice also becomes less complicated. So breast cancer treatment divide into five components. Yeah? Surgery to remove the tumour is the key and the mm -hmm. mainstay of treatment. The other four is adjuvant therapy. Means that after you've done the main treatment, the rest of the treatment, it will improve your survival even better. So the adjuvant therapy that we talk about generally is chemotherapy, mm -hmm. radiation therapy, hormonal therapy, as well as targeted therapy. Not all patients will go through all five modes of treatment. If, let's say, you diagnose early, mm. at stage zero, for example, ductal carcinoma in situ, is often diagnosed with screening mammography. At that stage, the patient doesn't even have a lump, no right. symptom. But it's picked up when you do a screening mammography and we can find abnormal calcium deposits in the tissue. And if this is caught at that stage, the treatment is just surgery. You don't need to go for chemo. You only need to go for surgery. And radiotherapy, if it's very uh, early stage, if it's the low-grade type of ductal carcinoma in situ, you don't even need radiation yeah. treatment. Yeah. How can we have early detection of the breast cancer? And Is there any symptoms that we can look out for? People go for screening nowadays, mm -hmm. health screening. And some women rely more on blood tests for screening. Okay. Blood tests for breast cancer detection is not so accurate. Sure. And to get the blood level at a level that is abnormal, huh? mm -hmm. usually you already have very advanced or quite a large disease. Yeah. Dr. Dina, is there any difference in screening methods for different age groups? Oh, yes, certainly. Mammography is generally an x-ray of the breast. It's often performed in older women. If you talk about uh, guidelines from UK or Australia or US, mm -hmm. screening mammography starts at the age of 50. 50. But in Malaysia, we bring it forward 10 years in advance because we are seeing incidence of breast cancer higher among our women between 45 to 55. Mm. So it doesn't make sense to start screening at 50. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so that's why we're bringing it early. But Asian women generally are having very dense breasts. Mammogram is x-ray of the breast. When your tissue is dense, you won't be able to see anything. So mm. the test becomes insensitive to diagnose cancer. So for younger women below 40 and years old, the screening is ultrasound of the breast. You can actually start doing breast ultrasound as young as 25. Like even how often 20. Do we oh, okay, there's actually no fixed guidelines. So yes. what, how I practice in the sense for women with cysts or lumps in the breast, mm -hmm. even the, at the age of 20, mm -hmm. I will ask them to come back every year to, to right. check, to have or a check. Or those have genetic factors. Yes, yeah. yes. And certainly breast self-examination is what patient does every month. Mm -hmm. It is recommended to do it after your period ends mm -hmm. and to feel your breast on both sides so you know roughly how your breast feels like. The moment you reach puberty, you can actually start breast self-examination. 
Can you share like any um, high-risk group of uh, women that need, need to be more aware of breast cancer? Those women who has family history, immediate family members. So like if your mom has breast cancer or your grandmother has breast cancer, you fall into a higher risk group compared to the general population. You need to come for screening earlier. Um, women who has already breast cancer, so those who with before. DCIS or early breast cancer, okay. so they need to be more vigilant in terms of screening and they cannot go into two-yearly screening. They have to follow the actually... Uh, a different screening protocol and women who takes hormone replacement therapy who takes hormone replacement therapy more than five years they certainly need to come for regular screening and it would be recommended to do it every year so do you have any last take-home message for our kaki watsons here don't be afraid to come for screening mm -hmm. it's very simple to do and it's essentially painless process. Mammography now progress so much to a point that it is almost painless procedure. Women always think of doing mammography is going to be very, very, Yeah, that's very what painful. our parents told yeah. us, you know? Yeah, I don't deny the fact that those days when it's an analog series of mammography, it is mm. more painful. But now when we have a digital mammogram, we have 3D mammogram, you can actually magnify the image without using so much of compression on the breast tissue. Mm. It's actually fairly painless, very fast process, essentially very cheap. But most women, are welcome to take the opportunity to come for screening during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Doing the ultrasound is another test that is important to consider apart from just doing screening mammography. Add on breast ultrasound as a complementary test. That yeah. will allow and enable the breast screening to be more accurate. Kaki Watsons, remember to take care of yourself and consume vitamins and minerals that you need. And ladies, if you are feeling tired or dizzy, do consume supplements that contains iron to increase your blood count. You will also feel more energetic after this. Yes, and there are certain ingredients that are great for ladies too, such as beetroot, cranberry, red dates, and longan that are a perfect combination to fit every woman. And of course, collagen being the star ingredient that most ladies will spot on when we choose our beauty supplements, right? Right, yeah, and all the ingredients, vitamins, and minerals that are great for women are all available at Watson's store. So do head over to your nearest Watson's store and check it out. And that's all for today. Bye! And that's a wrap for today's Watson Stay Healthy Podcast. Thank you for listening.